If you're enjoying this episode, check out Fearless Fridays with Marianne, the podcast to help you transform past pain into present power so that you can heal your inner child and reshape your future. I am your host, Marianne Rivera-Danert in Rochester, New York. My mission is to see women worldwide live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Subscribe to Fearless Fridays with Marianne on the Jazzcast Pros Network, available right here on your favorite podcast player. And remember, you are a priority and you matter. The things that you want to avoid would be all of the white and highly processed foods. So what is that? That is white sugar. That is white flour and things that contain gluten. That is white pasta. And those are things that are not going to be good. So I'm giving you a side eye because everything I like to eat is in that list. Yep, because it tastes good. It makes us feel that we're doing good and that we're happy. A sugar high doesn't last long, does it? Well, if you keep eating it, very quick. (laughs) I'm your host, Kelly Marie, and I invite you to take this journey with me. We're going to be talking about all things mental health and emotional well-being. It's been another eventful week. I want to give a big shout out to Paige. She actually is the first person to support the podcast. And I haven't asked you guys for support, but it's in the description. So if you're interested in supporting, you're welcome to do so. The PayPal link is in the description. Paige, you are amazing. But over the last couple of episodes, I have spoken about an individual who has been a big part of my life. And I wanted to talk about all phases of mental health. So one of the components of the drive is what we feed ourselves. So just like a car, you know, if you are a premium vehicle, you may not use the low level unleaded like I do in my vehicle. You might use premium gas. So the same thing is going to be true when we're talking about our bodies. And because we're talking about mental health, there are particular foods that we can eat, things maybe we shouldn't eat that will help or be more beneficial to our mental health. So our mental health chef is Chef Alexa. Alexa, how are you? I am wonderful, and I am so thankful to be here with you. So let's get right in. You are a chef and not like my cousin that cooks, right? Like you are a <laughs> a chef, and I do have a cousin that cooks, but she ain't a chef. So can you give folks a little bit about your your chefing history? We probably don't have time to talk about Italy, but just, just give folks a, a quick rundown so they know that that they listen to the real deal. Okay, wow. Well, thank you. Um, My (laughs) chef history. Now, that's interesting. I guess, I mean, like all people, we always have that fond memory of um, cooking in the kitchen with our family members or for big events. But I've never really thought of that as a career for myself. And then I went to college um, after my Western New York tour of colleges. And I was told about a program at Canisius College where I could learn about hospitality management. And during that time, I had an opportunity to study a semester abroad in Switzerland when I learned more about the front side, but definitely the back side, back of the house, which is in the kitchen. Well, then I decided to go completely left and went into technology. And um, over um, a couple decades, it was determined by, you know, the all being, the all knowing that I'm supposed to be in the kitchen because my job ended and moved to Canada. So I had to make a decision. And I decided to go back to culinary school at Erie Community College. 
um, for two years, and I had the opportunity again to study abroad, this time for 10 weeks on the Amalfi Coast in Positano, Italy. That's awesome. (laughs) That's the short version. (laughs) And so you guys have probably heard about the coast in many a rap song. So tell folks your philosophy around food. Well, my philosophy... um, uh, it's it has been inspired by so many different things, but to sum it up quickly, it is minimally processed whole foods. And what that means is, um, if I can't read the ingredients, or if they're more than five, six, seven ingredients, then I need to really um, evaluate it and wonder and determine whether or not it's something I want to put into my body. You know, I I learned a lot of it from Italy as well in terms of the only time you want to put a whole lot of ingredients into something is if you want to hide something else. Oh, wait. So you just dropped some serious knowledge. Too many ingredients means you're trying to hide something. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, I was doing a project and I wanted to use Mm -hmm. the local fish and the local fish that they have literally comes right from the ocean, right from the sea. And, you know, I said, oh, I'm going to make this awesome sauce to go on it and I'm going to add this and this. And she was like, well, wait, why are you doing that? I said, because it's a fish dish. I need a sauce with it. She said, let the ingredients speak for itself. The only time you want to cover a fish in a sauce is if you're trying to hide the fact that it's not fresh or it's frozen. Okay, so... Now, everyone that listens to the podcast is not black, <laughs> but black folks swear by sauce. <laughs> we, put, we put sauce on everything. Like, mm, that's dry. <laughs> it needs some sauce. All right. Very true. <laughs> Very true. And I still do. I do still do that. But it's the whole the philosophy that I took from it. <laughs> the jewel I took from that. Oh, my goodness. That is hilarious. So, y'all. All right. Listen. So, sauce doesn't go on everything. But we... So... Alexa is our resident <laughs> mental health chef. So this is not the only time I cannot stop laughing. This is not the, <laughs> this is not the only time you're going to hear from her. We may be able to get into sauce another time. And yeah, we may have a lot of sauce yeah, and yes. tea. <laughs> I think we need to do like a whole conversation around herbal tea. That would be, that would be good. Oh my gosh. Mm. That okay. I would love. So I we have to do that. But I wanted to talk about okay. inflammation today. Because we're talking about mental health, I think people miss out on the importance that food plays in their health. Just generally speaking, like I know when I eat sugar, my body hurts. And I don't think I knew that until you told me how sugar acts and reacts in the body. Well, if my body is hurting, my mind is not right. Like if I'm in pain, I, I can't even process half of the things that are happening around me, let alone Absolutely. my actual mental health. So inflammation, and we don't have to stay with inflammation, but I, I feel like that's a good place to start because people hear about it all the time. You know, you take ibuprofen or um, naproxen as an NSAID, you know, inflammatory. Yeah. Inflammation. So, mm, you know, when the mm. body is inflamed, I think we forget that that includes our brain, right? Like our our brain is an organ, which is a part of our body and inflammation when it's general, you know, all over generalized inflammation is not relegated to a piece. It's not like, oh, just my finger is going to be inflamed, right? So talk about some of the foods that may cause inflammation and maybe some, well, let's start there. What are some foods that, that cause inflammation or will exacerbate it? 
Well, if I can, mm-hmm. before I get to that, I know Break we down. only have 15 minutes, but we also have to recognize that inflammation is the cause of a lot of diseases, chronic diseases, especially those in people of color. Um, I am not a doctor. I am not a nutritionist. I am not a dietitian, but I have inflammation and I've done a lot of research. So when you talk about diabetes and you talk about heart disease and you talk about um, cholesterol, those are all based in inflammation, um, arthritis, and inflammation begins in the stomach. And with the stomach, what you take in, it's almost the whole adage, garbage in, garbage out. It's going to come out one way or another. And with inflammation, you're talking about foods at this time. And I know that we'll get further into the conversation a little later on. But when you're thinking about your body, you want to think about it as a plant. Your body is composed of 65 to 70% water. And you need water for your body to be good, to lubricate it, to make it work correctly. And in addition to water, um, the things that you want to avoid or plant killer would be all of the white and highly processed foods. So what is that? That is white sugar. That is white flour and things that contain gluten. That is white pasta. That is white potatoes. Um, That is sugar. And it's plain old Mm. iodized salt, especially if it's in processed foods. Did you see that one? White rice. I would stay away from white rice too. Yes. Because it's not not the whole grain. Um, The grain has been manipulated to be stripped of the naturalness and the brownness. So that's why you have white foods. So go for the whole wheat pasta, go for the brown rice, go for the sweet potato. If you need sugar, try coconut sugar, try natural sugars, which are dates, which are fruit. Um, Try um, a a raw sugar or a um, turbinado sugar or a um, sucanat, which is dried sugar oil as a sugar alternative. You don't want the things that are not going to be good to your body. And those are things that are not going to be good to your body. So I'm giving you a side eye from (laughs) my side (laughs) of the city um, because everything I like to eat is in that list. Yep, because it tastes good. It makes us feel that we're doing good and that we're happy. And and that's what sugar is meant to be. Sugar, you know, you've heard the term a sugar high. That's what that is. A sugar high doesn't last long, does it? Well, if you keep eating it, very quick. (laughs) So, (laughs) no. And if you keep eating it, that's a whole other thing. But if you think about sugar and you think about that high, they have made clinical determinations that sugar is very, um, very similar to, to a drug, yes. very yes. similar to heroin. So they did actual brain scans of someone who had just consumed sugar and someone who had just consumed, I believe it was heroin. The same sides of the brain were highlighted. What that means is that the brain was responding in the same way to sugar as it was to heroin. That's wild. So think about that for a moment. That's wild. And that's only what it does to the brain. We haven't talked about what sugar okay, does so to the body. Okay, so let's go there. So what the sugar does, it actually assists in drawing out moisture. So, you know, when you got those joints and they feel good and you can, you know, drop it low and, you know, <laughs> do those high knees and all that other stuff, that's great when your body is young and you're eating all the sugar and pasta But when you get older, all that stuff catches up with you and, you know, those bones start to creak and you you, you drop it and you just can't get up. So you need to be mindful that 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 actually happened to me in the club one time. (laughs) 
okay, get back up. Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was like, oh, I've, I've passed the agent being able to. You've passed um, the age, yes. So what that, sh- what that sugar is doing is impacting your joints. It's impacting the cartilage. It's impacting the tendons. It's, it's, it's drawing out moisture, similar to what, what salt does. It does it in a different manner. But, um, you know, it draws out a lot of moisture from your bones and your That's joints. That's amazing. And not amazing like a good... It, amazing is just... It's just a word, y'all. It doesn't mean good or bad. It just amplifies the situation. Like, it is amazing to hear. And we've had this conversation before, but I swear every time we talk about it, I get something new out of it. And I mean, I lived on talk about you know, like self-medicating sugar and alcohol, like those two sugar primarily. I had a season of alcohol. Sugar has been with me. I feel like day one. Mm, yeah, and, it has all of and us. And I can't shake it. All of us. And, but, and I know when I have mm-hmm. more of it, especially like candy, you know, Skittles, you know, keep it real. Those are my mm. favorite. Mm. That's all yep. sugar. Yeah. Um, I remember growing up, I used to steal the Tropical Punch Kool-Aid packets out of the Kool-Aid drawer. We had like a drawer and had Kool-Aid in it. <laughs> and I would take a coffee mug and fill it with sugar. It had to be the biggest mug we had in the house. And then I would add the mm. packet of tropical, only Tropical Punch Kool-Aid and about mm. Mm, three tablespoons of water and mix it up. And it's like a slush. Like it's, my mouth is watering thinking about it. It's like... Oh uh, slushy consistency and I would eat that like with a mm. spoon I would just that mm. that would be my you know my mom is in the bed let me go sneak and get my treat of a cup of sugar I don't know where she thought the sugar was going or the Kool-Aid for that matter because <laughs> nobody was drinking that much Kool-Aid wow but sugar has really played a, a big part of, and I mean that was like my, my happy I mean, you can't help but be... Because it feels good. We celebrate with sugar. Sugar, we celebrate with sugar and we We commiserate with sugar. And we just have sugar just to have sugar because, you know, we're tired. But eating too much of it just has so many long-term effects. I mean, tooth decay, acne, weight gain, and um, obesity. All that, you know, that middle layer, that tired that, you know, a lot of us older folks have... Is sugar, diabetes, cardiovascular disease. Um, it makes your blood pressure go up. Yeah. Cancer, your skin issues. I mean, literally the list goes on and on about the 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 things that just sugar is so bad for. And it's okay, and it's okay to have sugar. Let me let me be clear. We want to monitor our use of sugar. And we want to monitor how sugar makes us feel mentally and physically, and then determine the amount of sugar that is wise for us. I know I cannot have a lot of sugar. It's been a couple years since I've been on a low sugar diet. When I have a little bit of sugar, I first get a headache and I feel very dizzy. Then I get very, very tired. And then I'll notice in a couple days up to a week that my joints will start bothering me or I'll have a stomach ache. So I started to pay attention to my body, which a lot of us don't, because we are infatuated with that feeling good, that that outweighs the pain that is getting ready to Okay, so guys, we're going to finish this conversation next week. Chef Alexa, thank you so much. So um, now we have a cliffhanger, guys. That means you got to come back next week with me, Kelly Marie.